This week on the show, we have artist and streamer Oh That's Raspberry. And if you're enjoying the show and want to help support it, make sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash kojimafreak. I love that you have like a spoiler cheat sheet here showing which games you've played and which ones you're working on so that I don't accidentally ruin anything for you. Oh yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's mostly anything past three. Your like organization skills, my God. Like it's a whole operation. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of became one. So I had to be like, okay, I got to figure out what I'm doing now. So timeline wise, you've played up until Metal Gear Solid 2. That's that's pretty much where you're at with this, right? I suppose so, but I haven't played Peace Walker, so it's like I haven't played the whole thing. And I also haven't played Metal Gear 2, and I've played most of Metal Gear 1. Gotcha. It's all over the place. That's a good place to be. I remember uh, <laughs> being in that, that part of the timeline, like absorbing that much of the canon, being like, all right, we're good so far. Okay. Don't yeah. feel bad at all. I got a friend who started with Metal Gear Solid 4, and I swear to God, oh. he's one of the most knowledgeable fans I've ever met. Like, reverse wow. engineering stuff in the game. Dude's ridiculous. Yeah, it's surprising. I mean, I guess it's not surprising, but, like, so many people have only played, like, five. Which I guess makes sense, because it's, like, the most current one, but yeah, it feels like it feels like the kind of series that you need to play all of them. Yeah, you definitely get like a bigger picture, like the more of it that you play and all like these like connecting bits start to kind of come together and you're like, all right. But yeah. The, yeah. The, the, and the... as far as as far as like I hear five is like least story stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's like an anti Metal yeah. Gear in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's kind of like one of the outlying entries. So there was a um, somebody in the group chat put a like a statistic that was like. Metal Gear has sold 58 million copies total since this date and this date, which suggests that it was like, what was it, like 500,000, half a million has sold in the past like six months to a year. I forget the exact stat. And I'm thinking of that, like how much of that was like four, how much of that was five, because a lot of it sure as hell wasn't like two or three. <laughs> yeah. 99% rising. <laughs> Thanks, Wes. fingers yo it's apache smash hey everyone this is days ahead and i'm nitroid you're listening to the kojima frequency like what is even available right now just five and rising i think they have metal gear one on gog um, yeah. yes okay metal- and and mgs one yeah mgs one yeah. as well yeah and two well no two's gone still oh right 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 wait Shit, I thought it was, oh my god, the, I thought it was just the Legacy Collection. Oh, why am I so naive? <laughs> <laughs> it hurts so deep. Yeah, it's definitely a weird spot to be in as, like, a player trying to come into it. Like, it's like, okay, so how many consoles do I need to buy? Like, they're not really making it easy for you. I mean, I think I just recently saw that tweet where you were traveling 300 miles to pick up a ps3 just yeah, just for metal gear yeah. Solid 4. <laughs> and then also like having to set it up for streaming is like a freaking oh nightmare. yeah you gotta get that extra uh it's like an extra splitter. H- yeah yeah hdcp or whole, whatever it's called you gotta be dedicated yeah i didn't even know what that was 
and everyone was telling me you need to get something that strips it and I, I, I just bought a capture card that does it automatically and it was pure luck it was oh, pure luck okay. I have no idea what that was yeah I have like an external Elgato so I don't think it does anything fancy yeah there was like a specific one that you had to buy too I remember there was everybody was like directing towards that one for a while yeah I have no idea I need to just port these games already so people don't have to travel 300 miles and then get the fucking all these <laughs> adapters and converters and stuff it's, it's really sad yeah, where we're at right real. now should have a fandom drinking game where every time somebody usually us says hey they need to port these games just take a drink yeah, i've been playing that game whoops <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's not even for me at this point. Like I'm all good. I I got my second PS3 now. We've got you know the emulation, and I own all the other games already too. So it's like we're all set. But it's like I, I'm worried about the people that want to get into it, and it's I don't know. They definitely have made it like a bunch of hurdles to get through. Yeah, if I had a slightly better computer, I could probably just emulate it. But I emulated two on the ps3 and it, it went pretty good except the end i had to play the final boss fight in like slow motion oh geez <laughs> yeah the emulation's not perfect yet so that's a thing yeah for sure well like the were you, did you say you played it on the ps3 like so you played like through backwards compatibility from the ps2 version no i played the whatever the hd collection oh wait a minute oh, okay. You you were using a PS3 emulator to play yes. the HD collection. Okay, I got you now. Four two. Oh, that's rough. Most of the games you can emulate well enough if you kind of know the tricks, but they're not obvious. Uh, with two and three, honestly, the better option is to use a PS2 emulator. And yeah, that's what I I did subsistence for three, and that went well. It can get a little rough though because if you use the the current what they call the release build of the of the emulator, the one that's like right front and center on the website, it's okay. But if you get their less stable sort of like development builds where they're constantly experimenting and adding new stuff like every night, that runs way faster. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't know enough about those things, but someone gave me settings at least to make it run better. Yeah, it's it's getting there. Four is really the only outlier right now because you, you could buy literally like the most expensive gaming computer money can buy and it's still going to like drop to 40 frames a second during that during like one scene early in the game. OK, yeah, that, that first section is rough. Like, I think there's just so much shit going on in that part. That yeah. The way it's coded and I guess has to yeah, render it all simultaneously. It's just too much. It uh it drops to I think sixteen frames a second on the PS3. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I mean We're... I got my PS3 now, so I'm fine. Take good care of it. It'll uh <laughs> I had one recently, like like the past year or two, like just straight up getting like an update loop and then it was just like, Well, I can't use this anymore, so Jeez. Yeah. Hopefully it stays okay because I'm borrowing it from a friend. Ah, okay. Yeah, but uh, going back to like the availability on stuff with uh, with the Metal Gear games, like I don't know, they definitely need to port over Metal Gear Two or get that on something because that just seems like doable. There's there's no historical footage or anything we got to worry about with that. Like, can can you think of a reason that that one's not there yet, Nitroid? Um, not really. Lack of demand could be a lack of availability. I have a theory, and I have absolutely no evidence for it. So. Feel free to throw it out the window. But 
it's it's like no mystery that for most of these games, if you know where to look online, you can find them through less than legitimate avenues. Um, and I wonder sometimes if companies like GOG or whoever who get the rights for these games uh, don't start out by getting them from Konami, mm. you know, okay. when they're start, when they're trying to figure out, like, can we can can we do this or not before we make our pitch? You know, the um, version of Metal Gear that's on GOG, like what version is it? Is it the one that was on Subsistence? Uh, yeah, and those were those were essentially based on a mobile port that came okay. out uh, for feature phones first, like little was like it, like flip phones and those kind of. Was things. it in English? A no. Mobile port? Okay. Um, I don't know enough about the technical side of this, and I've got to, and that friend I mentioned earlier <laughs> off air is probably going to yell at me if I if I make too many claims without having all the information. <laughs> so I'm going to try and keep it light. That version of the game is sort of more readily available, and Metal Gear Two, the mobile port of that, uh, which was you know again on these little flip phones and texting phones back in the day before we had smartphones, that was sort of the first version that used the new Shinkawa style portraits. I don't know if you're aware of that difference or not. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Um, so the the version that was in Subsistence is built off of that one, and so. That mobile version is like impossible to find now. It was available for like a very short time. And as far as I know, nobody backed it up. And outside of Konami, I'm not sure where you could get it now. So maybe the lack of availability. Those mobile games are like one of the worst things as far as preservation goes. So many yeah. of them are just lost. And this one was done through like this obscure uh, phone game store that only ran for like a couple oh, of years or something so like it's, it, it yeah it was like specially encrypted and and you know it's just not available now yeah but the version that's on the like the hd collection and subsistence and in the legacy collection like those are both there like why are we yeah why are we resorting to like the mobile i don't know it's... because the ones for mobile are essentially written in java and can but well, i mean they are written in java and they can be put on just about anything with with you know fairly minor modification but the ones on ps2 uh i believe and this is where my friend's going to yell at me i believe they were rewritten for the ps2 to mm. run you know natively they're not just in a wrapper you know gotcha. they're not being emulated mm. so that's not going to be as simple but again you know konami's got the keys to all of this it's really up to them yeah that's unfortunate I will issue an hour-long correction on our next episode for everything I just got wrong. <laughs> so you've been uh, playing through Metal Gear 1, or you called it uh, Original Recipe. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was watching your stream, too, the other day, and, you know, you were kind of talking just about, like, some, like, quality of life updates that, you know, that game could use. Like, you were talking about, like, the key cards just being... The whole system in that game is awful. Like, they definitely... Yeah, the, the key cards are really, like, if they just updated that, it'd be, like a whole lot better it's it's already but like overall i was really impressed by how enjoyable an experience it is especially because generally games from that era i don't find particularly fun but mm -hmm. i've been having a really good time with it and yeah it's just like the key card thing is really the main like annoyance yeah it gets a little better in metal gear 2 oh, you are gonna love 2 yeah yeah that's good <laughs> that game is so good yeah, I hear, I hear really good things about it, so I'm like super excited to get to it. Yeah, it's in my top three in the series for sure. 
Wow. It's, it's great. Awesome music. <clears throat> nice. And the uh, the enemy AI gets a little bit better than Metal Gear One with them just like <laughs> just like, like panicking, they just, just flee, <laughs> run in circles, and hopefully they can shoot you. Have you ever noticed that Nitro? Like whenever you first get spotted, the enemies are just like, ah! And they just like oh, they freak just freak out. out like they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, like shit, it's Snake. We weren't trained for this. <laughs> He's got a gun. Fuck. Oh. What are you talking about? We've all got guns. Yeah, and I also I just love also the line. Does the line of sight change at all? Because I love how the line of sight yeah. is like a direct. It's like a one pixel <laughs> yeah. line directly in front of them. So like I was walking up to like like right in front of their face, but slightly to the left, and then just like punching them. Yeah, it's if I remember right, you don't see it on the radar, but it is co uh, conical, like it is in MGS one. Oh, interesting! Wow, that's fancy. What in in the first one? No, in no, the second no, one. Oh, okay, oh, in the second yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just one. you just can't see it, you know, gotcha. because they they draw the cone on the on the radar in yeah. the later games, but in MG two, you know, for obvious reasons, they couldn't. Wow. But it's fun. You get to see like how they built each system sort of on top of the previous one and watch that progression. It's cool. That's that's why I tell yeah. people to play in release order because you get to see that. Yeah, for sure. No, it's I I was just generally like impressed with the first one, like how much of the core mechanics are already there. I was like, I mean, I was just I was even surprised that there was like the cardboard box because that seems like such a <laughs> yeah. like a modern joke. But it's like, no, it was always there. It's just in the DNA. See, I think they need to bring back the giant rolling pins. I hate those. No, <laughs> those are like those are like the way I've died the most. It's like the the most evil government weapon that's ever been invented Hardest and then boss. there was one room that there was like a, a bottomless pit and a giant rolling pole so it's like <laughs> i like got squished and then i fell to my death yeah i'd love to see that requisition order <laughs> <laughs> i uh because i i played the 2d games later and i couldn't believe that they just dropped that and didn't even bring a reference to it or anything like in in, in metal gear solid like i can't believe that they just they just got rid of it you had like the I, disappearing I, floors, <laughs> but no rolling pins. Yeah, I would have hundred percent had the rolling pin. Yeah, <laughs> even if it was a joke, even if you just saw like one and it didn't move, like I, I would have kept it. It's a bunch of barrels on their sides, just sitting there. Yeah, Snake just has like a panic attack when he sees it. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know, man. I just don't like the way those things look. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Like if it was just stationary yeah. and you go near it and there's like a shock and it just doesn't move. That would have been awesome. He's trying to cook a meal one night and just looks over at the kitchen utensils and starts sweating. <laughs> I do love that they're called the rolling pins. <laughs> I try not to think too hard about the fact that if in MGS1 that's supposed to be like a government facility, they just decided, you know, hey, in the basement, let's just put a bunch of death holes that you could fall into. Uh, well, the, in the Metal Gear 1, the worst thing is the building that has the up elevator and the down elevator. It's like, who oh, designed God, I this? Oh, God, that, yeah. Like, on opposite sides of the building, too. Because if you accidentally press up, you're just oh my you're God. going around. I was, yeah, yeah, I've just been, I was, I was going in a lot of circles because of that. It's so funny, too, because um, the, the, the Famicom slash Nintendo version of that game uh, has most of the stuff, but it's mixed around and changed and a lot more broken in ways and yeah, yeah. so you can sequence break it like oh yeah. yeah it's it's just like the frustrations that you have 
in the MSX version are amplified by the NES version because now they're broken. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I definitely want to at least try the NES version. I probably won't finish it, but out of That's just okay. curiosity's sake. Good music. And then Snake's Revenge is just like its own thing. That's right. Who made it? That um, I don't remember his name, but it was another developer um, who just was tasked with making it. And if I remember right, Snake's Revenge didn't even get a Japanese release. It was US right. only. Wasn't that an Ultra game? Yeah, it was under the Ultra license, so they could get around the restrictions. Yeah. So that was that was basically a uh, Konami like sub company that they made to get around because they used to put like limits on how many games you could put out a year. And so yeah. it was like, well, what if we just have two companies releasing games? And yeah, that's that's what Ultra was. Yeah. apparently. I was thinking about that article uh, that Snake Soup did at some point about the Ultra games and just how absolute garbage they were. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to just uh, elaborate that Nintendo had a rule at the time that third parties could only publish five games a year. Yeah. And so Konami, I'm pretty sure, wasn't the only one who did this. Um, but they made subsidiary so that they could extend it to 10 games a year. They actually had another one called Palcom that was exclusive to the UK. Hmm. Well, yeah, maybe they had Ultra over here. Did you guys, yeah. is Ultra games over there at all, Apache? I mean, like, that's not really my era, so I wouldn't ah, know okay. even if yeah. it is the case. Hmm. So is that, okay, I'm wondering, if is that rule the reason why we got games like Action 52? Those are unlicensed completely as far as i'm aware and you can tell because the if you ever see cartridges that don't match the nintendo style of cartridge oh yeah like like tengen or was it tengen yeah yeah those companies were definitely working outside of the laws they're like okay fine we'll just yeah make our own cartridge. fuck you yeah, yeah those are essentially unauthorized or unlicensed nintendo games you know that's that's how they had like all the bible games that they made mm-hmm so, yeah, those are those are just people. I don't know how they did it. I mean, I guess when you're an engineer and you're working on the hardware like that, you're just like, all right, let's, you know, crack, start writing an assembly. And they just make it and make their own cases and make their own chips and put them out there. But there were enough of them that did this that I guess Nintendo just couldn't really handle it. I mean, they're still trying to handle shit, but <laughs> it's not really working. <laughs> no, now they're just going after indie devs. I was telling them earlier, I've just been like radicalized by the lack of preservation by companies. <laughs> right. And I just got myself a nice like eight terabyte drive and I stocked it up real good. And then like, I it's so funny. I literally just finished The Sopranos and then fucking Warner Brothers is like, women don't watch The Sopranos. Women don't watch HBO shows. Uh, that was nice. Over here watching Discovery <laughs> stuff. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. It's such a bad, like, reveal on their part. Well, that's what, like, it was It was making me wonder, like, they're doing all this stuff, and, like, with Warner Brothers, they, and they canceled fucking Batgirl just for a tax write-off. Like, has that been done for, like, a game yet? Where they're just, like, they have something finished, and they're just, like, nah, and then just, like, shelve it? Hmm. Yes, but not for that reason. Hmm. It's more like we want to redo it. Mm, okay. I was going to say, I know of like plenty of development hell stories. Yeah. I don't know of any of those with a tax write-off incentive. 
Like, who is the you a bowl of video games? They got like fifteen to <laughs> twenty million for like this tax write off for them. So like they, you know, instead of like pushing it out and making whatever profit they would have, they're like, ah, fifteen to twenty mil is fine. We'll settle on that. They just and I think they were worried about like you know just like branding and like reputation or something at that point. But there is a rumor that there was a certain game developer taking huge tax like incentive oh, money geez. from a from a Dutch uh, government, right, to create games. I mean, I don't think we've ever spoken about him before, but I'm sure there was uh, one guy who was uh, supposed to be doing something like that. I, I'm not sure. It's all rumor, so I don't know. No, we should probably abandon this line of dialogue. Was that too on the nose? Yeah, he kind of blew the box on that one. <laughs> oh, that was way better. I concede on that one. Damn. Oh, no, I thought that was actually a good sort of like one-two where it was like, was I too on the nose? And I was like, you blew the box on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got real quiet, didn't they? Yep. So it, it seems like you got into Metal Gear like pretty recently. Uh, was there something that online or was there just anything that like got your interest or something in, in Metal Gear, Maddie? Or? It's weird because I don't know what specifically sparked me to play it um because it's like i mean it's a series i've been meaning to play for a long time just because it's so you know iconic and important Mm -hmm. and i i started in march of this year and i i think I, i was just like oh i think it'll be a good game to stream um and i think like i think one of the reasons it took me so long to play was one i'm really bad at stealth games mm hmm and two, probably in like high school or something, I tried a Splinter Cell game. And I think I kind of conflated the two because they were like the two kind of major stealth series. Yeah. And so I tried Splinter Cell and I was like, oh, I don't like this at all because it's like, you know, it's this kind of really serious stealth game. And so I think I ended up kind of just conflating the two in my head. And I was like, oh, I probably wouldn't like Metal Gear. But yeah, I don't know what specifically sparked me to finally start playing it. But yeah, just it was March is when I started the first Metal Gear Solid. It's a good place to jump in. Did you have Metal Gear is a lot more arcade than than Splinter Cell. It's a little easier to get into. Yeah, it's it's a lot more forgiving. And um, I can get through with being really bad at stealth. So much goofier in tone, too. Sometimes you're just yeah. like, yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's definitely what is so appealing about it. I do think it's an extremely forgiving game. I mean, a lot, a lot of us played it when we were kids, and I, I was trashing games, and yeah, I could get through them. No, I was, I was very surprised and very grateful for that because I mess up a lot, and I still manage to get through just fine. It's funny to hear Apache say it's forgiving because he's literally been playing these games blindfolded. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was bad at them like when i first played yeah, them everyone well, is I think that's right what's, what's cool is that you can really kind of choose your level of difficulty like if you want to do a no kill yeah. run it's you know it's a lot more challenging and you can choose to do that or you can be like me and kill 200 people it's <laughs> <laughs> very granular yeah what was sort of that like catalyst that made you go hey I'm going to start drafting out these drawings and has that worked into like a system? Because it's like I said, you're, you're sort of like this one man machine or one woman machine. I'm sorry. Um, That's like not only kind of laying out this sort of alternative series um, that we've all been sort of going by and, and enjoying, 
but you're also sort of, it's almost reactive to the community, right? So gosh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just, I guess I'm trying to understand, you know, how did it start? And it seems like it's sort of a, a workflow has come out of it. How does, how did that workflow develop? Yeah. So I've always kind of just doodled my reactions to stuff. Like my Twitter has always been that way and whatever, I, whatever I'm going through at the time, I'll just kind of draw my reactions and my playthroughs. Um, but with Metal Gear, it just kind of really took off. I mean, I have like, I have like my archives up on my Twitter page. And if you, if you go yes. through it, you'll see that like one, one didn't really catch me a lot as far as giving me fodder for drawings. Cause there's only a couple. And, but then you notice like if once I hit two, it just kind of goes off the rails and there's just something about how ridiculous it is and how interesting and lovable the characters are that just really became fodder for me. And, and also I think there's something too about the play style of Metal Gear that you're supposed to be this like cool super spy, but if you're not good at the game, like I am, you just look like a big dingus. <laughs> and so like that, like mixture it, it all just kind of came together really well and I was it just gave me a bunch of ideas and yeah and then it just, I just like I just draw what happens and what I play through and things that come to mind and then by the time I hit Snake Eater people seem to really be I don't know starving for content or something <laughs> you've got a real intuition for the humor of it um there, there was one I saw earlier I, ha I hadn't seen this comic until today, and it just about had me on the floor. Uh, Ocelot shopping for ice cream. Oh, yeah. And he's looking at, like, the peanut butter, and then his arm just grabs the strawberry and throws it in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love just the idea of, of Ocelot fighting with Liquid's arm. He has just this, this evil British arm that is, like, making all these decisions for him they're day to day like some people have said when they've like seen my stuff they were like oh i i could have sworn you were a longtime fan because that, that's what i thought yeah yeah same. which is just like it's so flattering and just i guess people just seem to think that i kind of grasp uh, i don't know the essence of the series i suppose there's there's one you did with it's snake climbing the ladder and it's uh, naked snake climbing the ladder in metal gear solid 3 and his stomach's growling with the music playing and yeah. because yeah. because i speed run the game we always have no stamina there so yeah. i have i have done that ladder hundreds of times with the stomach growling to the music and it just resonated with me so much and it was like finding out afterwards that you you'd only just played the game i was like i can't believe she saw it exactly how i saw it because like i almost like <laughs> picture that in my head all the time uh, that, that was that was one of my favorite ones you've ever done yeah, and I mean, ones like that, it's literally just what happens. You know, it's supposed to be this really, you know, this really powerful moment with the music and this unending ladder, but then his stomach just kept rumbling, and I'm like, oh, Snake, you're ruining it. <laughs> I, I feel like it adds, it like adds background to the music. It's like part of the song. <laughs> More atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorites is uh you did recently it was it's like uh with Eva and Snake and Snake Eater when they're like after they kiss and she's you know, it's just like a funny observation. It's like, yeah, his his breath would probably be like 
awful at that point. <laughs> She's like, what have you been eating? It's just rotten bats. What? Rotten bats. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I guess it's just like basic observational stuff. Yeah. And I think especially too, I like my version of naked snake is like in, infinitely more stupid than he really is. Well, you picked up on the fact that like, and, and you're not alone in this is that people kind of look at naked snake almost as sort of a simpleton. Yeah. In comparison to Solid Snake because of his demeanor and how more jovial he is. And, and so like you you latched onto that and like you got it right away. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, it just it just comes through, I think, part of the way just because of how boss treats him. It's just like he's he's just like a baby child. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's like what? He's like 28 or something, but he's like constantly being thrown around. The rock, paper, scissors one. <laughs> <laughs> the game just like really lends itself to this, you know, this big gruff man who's being tossed around by this woman. And so it just kind of lends him to being this little baby boy. And also just some of the codex, because like, I, I think like I kept trying to get certain ones with paramedic, but then she kept ex just explaining to me how to eat food over and over again. And I'm like, I'm like 15 hours into the game. And she's like, do you remember how to eat food? And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I, um, gosh, I feel like my favorite ones are like, it's not so much like a specific moment, but more like a vibe. Uh, the one that always cracks me up. And I this part this part in MGS2 is always so ridiculous to me. I don't know why. But when they're diffusing the bombs and there's that comic of riding on the toilet and like Snake is trying to explain, hey, I just diffused the bomb. How's it going over there? And the like the little face he makes, the little like chibi face, just cracks me up every time. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna gush about your comics for the next half hour. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I can I can do more. I can do more. <laughs> I know, I know. This is so embarrassing. I don't even. Well, okay, this is actually a good segue because some of my favorite ones also have been like sort of reactive ones to moments in the community. So like when Apache beat Fat Man, for example, and like Raiden was kind of like he was blindfolded, so Raiden was kind of like diffusing from the side. So you made that comic of like Fat Man just like dead in the background and Ryan just kind of like um, just sort of <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. innocently. You sent me that while I was in a work meeting. And so I had to be faced with like beautiful art made of something stupid <laughs> I did in the game while trying to like do a serious job and be normal. It was it was it was so funny. Yeah, I mean, one thing that's great about how simple my drawings are is I can just kind of crap them out in like 10 or 15 minutes if I want to so yeah being able to doing the ones based on speed runs like I did some um when D Limes did his uh GDQ run of MGS2 and it's you know it's just it's just so fun to draw these this the silly way that we play these games these you know these cool super soldier and he's just being a goofball so it just, I don't know, it just really lends itself to humor easily. I actually had a question from one of our uh, Patreon supporters, uh, Kai Antonio, was asking, uh, like, what tools and software do you use when you're making your art? So I mostly use uh, an iPad with Procreate. Mm -hmm. um, and I use, I use, like, modified pencil brushes most of the time. There's a few, like, I don't know if people notice this, there's a f kind of like a handful of different styles I do. Um, 
but yeah, it's just, it's just procreate and a normal iPad. It's not even an iPad pro or anything. So, <laughs> you know, you can, you can get started for not that much money if you want to draw little squiggly boys. <laughs> Speaking of going back to the collaboration, I, I do also like sort of your back and forth with funny Wes. Yeah, she's <laughs> incredible. Every time, like, it's just like, I don't know, there's like a handful of people have voiced my comics, including her. And every time someone voices my comics, it's just like, it's insane. It's, it makes me so happy because it, it gives them so much life. Yeah, we love Wes. We've had Wes on the show. Hi, Wes. Shout out, Wes. Wes is literally in the audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that her calling in? Oh, jeez. <laughs> How'd she get this number? Got a raised hand, actually. Did <laughs> we I'm, about to, I'm about to say, well, hold on. I'm should, about to say, should we let her in? We've never done this before. <laughs> should we do I it? Care. I don't care. You want to hop in for a quick sec? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll answer it. Oh, <laughs> What's up, Wes? Hey. I thought that was the, uh, the, uh, the wave button. Oh. <laughs> oh, now, now you're here. Now you're stuck here. That is, uh, I got some shit to say button. Here, hold on. Let me, let me get like an actual like mic real quick. Got a mid-show call in. First caller. Oh my God. Oh wow. <laughs> Phoning a friend. Okay. Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound great. Hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> long time fan, first time caller. Um, I, you can cut all this out. I thought that was a wave button. Please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like spaces where you press the wave. Yeah, know. we were ready. Oh, there's no way in hell we're cutting this. It's all permanently. This here is canon. God damn it. God, <laughs> please do. This isn't my episode. Oh, this is a crossover. You just, you just kicked me out. It's the Wes episode now. Do you have any questions no, for Maddie Wes? No. Um... <laughs> I don't have like questions. I, I I will say that talking to you, um, I guess like audibly, your stuff is incredible. It's really cool. I've been a fan of these games for like a while, like since I was like in middle school. So it's awesome to like see like a fresh perspective, and also a perspective that's like just so fucking cool. <laughs> oh my god! You're I haven't been able sweet. to watch that. I haven't been able to watch many of your streams because I've been busy with projects, but the ones that I have seen, I watched the the end of three, and that was really cool. Yeah, it was really fun. I was happy to see you in the audience. This is so sweet. I know. You're I'm glad, adorable. I'm glad you mixed up the wave button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy accident. No, yeah. thank you so much for voicing some of my drawings. It makes me so happy. Your voices I, are incredible. I love your Otacon voice so much. <laughs> it's so, like, it's so nerdy. I love it. I make a lot of videos about, like, the future titles, I guess. Mm -hmm. Have I spoiled any of them? No. I hope not. No, 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 you're okay. fine. Because I, I, I want to watch, like, your videos, but then I'm like, oh, these are, like, all, like, rising. So I'll watch them in, in like, five months. Yeah, four is, like, spoilers the game. Yeah. yeah, I've gotten a few, but I, I don't think I've gotten a lot of big ones. It's hard avoiding spoilers for games that are whatever years old. Yeah, and that's the thing. People just be like, well, it came out freaking 15 years ago. You should have played it already. It's like, ah, come on. Work yeah. With me here. On what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on what? 
and you're like, get out my fucking stream. So <laughs> 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 like so many other fa- like so many people like just want to come into like Metal Gear streamers or like Twitch chats and spoil the game. It's like a running thing at this point. Spoil the game or tell them how to play. Yeah. I generally have had a really good experience because they're kind of like the perfect games to stream going the first time because there's so many like hidden codex and so many Easter eggs that I would never have thought to find. And so having being streaming them and having like a really active chat kind of helped me find things. Has, it's just made the experience even better. Yeah, it's 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 good. I, I find that, you know, there people can. I don't want to say there's two tones, but people can approach those secrets two ways. One, they can be very um, aggressive with it. Like, hey, you have to play a very specific way. You know, if you don't get these, if you don't check out this particular like secret, like your dog shit. Um, But then there are other people who kind of lead you in very, very cleverly. Um, And those bring out the great moments, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. No, generally uh, they've been super helpful. I've had like maybe a couple people try to kind of handhold me through things but generally overall it's just like oh just do your codec here or or you know metal gear solid 3 it was like oh press r1 here or things like that that's actually really nice i'm glad it's been a, a yeah yeah and it's it's been really good and also like some i've gotten comments on my vods too because honestly people have been almost unhelpful as far as directing <laughs> me in playing the games because like <laughs> The in the in the first Metal Gear Solid, I went up and down those staircases literally like fifteen times because I kept going the wrong way, and no one no one was oh, no. saying anything, and so I was just like I'd like go all the way up a staircase, and I'm like this is not where I'm supposed to be, and I go all the way back down, and I'm like wait this isn't where I'm supposed to be either, and it was just like hours that's, of me going up and down the staircases. That's really surprising because usually Metal Gear streams are almost like when you go to see Rocky Horror Picture Show in the theater. Where like oh, everybody's yeah. in sync and everybody knows every beat of the movie and every joke. And... Yo, I was thinking about like the room with throwing the spoons at the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seemed almost like half of the chat was just as lost as I was. And I'd like get to the top of the staircase and then they were like, oh, I thought you were in the other building. And I was like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, we were all just kind of lost together. I, uh, I really want to catch your streams, but because because you're in Japan, like, yeah. the, the hours that you stream at are, like, so bad for me. And, like, doing this podcast is pretty bad for me, but... Yeah, I'm sure. the ti- Yeah, the time zones are really frustrating, because it's, like, if I want to stream for, like, America, I have to stream at, like, 10 in the morning. And then if I want to stream at, like, a normal time for me, like, in the evening, it's, like, only only japan is awake and everyone else is like (laughs) asleep so okay funny story about like how i figured out you're from japan was because not from like a bio or anything but that comic where you're like buying the lego solidus and i was like there's no way that's fifteen (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars yeah that's definitely one of the benefits about living here is merchandise is generally a lot cheaper that was gonna say your merch game like that was one of the bullet points i wanted to put in your merch game is on top and i'm really jealous and it's also been a great experience to kind of look through i noticed Uh, you also happen to find like 
the Metal Gear Gunpla, which is yeah, we like had to go to the UAE to find that. So oh my I god, always, like, yeah. Well, I think they actually. I don't know if it's still up there, but I think Amazon JP recently re- like restocked it. So yeah, and they, they ship they ship worldwide. So I think they're actually easy to get now. Yeah, we all ordered it before that second run came along. Oh, and yeah. Then everybody got over like, shit. This really <laughs> sketchy, that happens. Oh, man. Yeah. I am also jealous. I think one of the most surprising things is people have realized that Karotan was like an actual character and not just the thing in Metal Gear Solid because it, he was like invented by Konami like in 1997 or 1998. Um, by Konami's toy branch. And so there's like a bunch of Karoton stuff you can buy. Oh, wow. Gakko too, right? They were like companions. Yeah, yeah, both of them. And there's like there's like picture books featuring both of them. And yeah, just like a lot of there's like soap dispensers and pencils and towels and just like a bunch of stuff with this little face on it. I'm going to order a bunch of those and just say it's for my kids. No, I'm also jealous of of the merch game here because I've been saying forever that my my wife and I are going to take a vacation to Japan. And when we do, I'm just going to bring an extra empty suitcase because God knows how much I'm going to spend when I get there. Definitely. That's always the way to do it. That's how I tell people to come every time because it's it's insane how accessible some stuff is. Even just like like t-shirts, like the Uniqlo t-shirts. I think I have 10 Metal Gear t-shirts now. Oh my Dang. gosh. You know how hard those were to get over here? I know. I feel oh. I feel so like I feel I one. <laughs> well, if you ever need help getting some, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, you got to be our like back end, our side guy. It hurts. I got I got like four shirts for like 12 bucks are you oh my god they're like 50 bucks a piece here (laughs) and she wears them with the beret it's so good (laughs) i'm just gonna go over and buy a bunch of soundtracks yeah except though i don't see cds are expensive here though but i'm sure they're less expensive than anywhere else there's i've been looking like there's a couple of of uh, less common police knots and snatcher albums that are like at least two hundred dollars. Yeah, even in Japan. yeah. No, I've yeah, I bought um soundtracks for uh this game, Flower, Sun and Rain, and there's like two separate ones, and one of them's always like fifty bucks, and then one of them goes like for two to three hundred dollars. So, see, yeah, CDs for some reason are. I mean, they're like their base prices are all, are already really high in Japan. Like they're usually thirty to forty bucks instead of like $10. oh wow. And so then it's like it just compounds when they get older. Do you know why they're that much higher? I don't know. It's just always been that way. CDs and DVDs are both really expensive in Japan. It's definitely not like a cost based thing. Like when I use like my manufacturer, I think I can get like a CD for like a dollar fifty per like, you know, that's like for cost. Like for the whole thing with the jacket and everything, like the art licensing or something. Yeah, I, I, I have it. no idea, <laughs> but it's it's yeah, that's just like the standard, like even like music CDs are like 30 or 40 bucks. So, whoa. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it's just always been that way, because I remember when I first came to Japan in high school and I like wanted to get like, you know, like a J-pop CD or something. And it's like, oh, this is like $30. Why is it so expensive? So you were living the dream in high school. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I came here a couple times. Um, My high school had a sister city program. So we did like a a short uh, three week exchange. And 
yeah, coming the first time when you're in high school is overwhelming. Yeah, I believe it. Can't even imagine. I know. It's just I'm so I'm so sick of Japan. They need to like open their borders because I want so many people to visit and it's just I was under the impression that they started letting people in, did they not? They they did, but like you have to go on these designated tour packages. So you don't have any freedom. Oh, it's like geez. it's like getting a tour in like North Korea oh. or something. <laughs> oh wait, this is the, the thing where they it. I read about this. They like chauffeur you around everywhere. Right? Yeah, and so it's like no one wants to do that. And there's like yeah, this that stupid <laughs> CNN article recently that's like, why isn't anyone going to Japan? And it's like, why do you think? <laughs> God, that reminds me of like the Tiny Toons movie, like when they go to the fucking theme park and they just ride like the monorail around and they're like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> but we didn't do anything. All we did was ride around on the monorail. Yeah, no, it's, it, it sucks. It, I think though, like... This like when we're we're in like the worst wave of Fox die we've ever had, but people are finally starting to kind of be like, okay, we can't like restrict everything forever. Cause I I mean like the current way they have it is like so I, I teach English at a middle school and I was in contact with someone with Fox die. And so I had to go home and isolate and I had to take two Fox die tests, which were both negative, and then I had to isolate for a week. Just because I was in contact with someone. Whoa. So, yeah, they're, so they're not screwing around. No, and but they're. I think they're finally starting to realize that they kind of need to chill out a bit because nobody can live like this. And the yen is like dropping. The value oh of the yen's dropping God, to the it's floor, isn't it? Awful. Which is a good thing. Like if you're buying stuff through Amazon JP or anything like that, it's a really good time if you're. You Which know, I'm totally not doing. <laughs> <laughs> so good for the merch buying. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's like, I mean, like, I've been trying to get a PS5 from Amazon JP, but you have to, like, do this whole stupid lottery system. But, like, if oh, I buy sucks. one in USD from Amazon JP, it's only, like, 400 bucks instead of 500 because the yen is so bad right now. Holy wow. crap. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it, it's a, it's a great time to buy stuff um, from Japan. I'm going to have to get that Death Stranding PC case. You were talking about uh, police knots and snatcher earlier. Have you? Uh, do you have any plans to play any of those other like non Metal Gear Kojima games and or yeah, yeah Death Stranding included that? Yeah, definitely. I want to um, check out basically everything. Like even I was recently listening to um, a podcast about Boktai. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there's a lot of like Metal Gear DNA in that as well. And um, like I'm a I'm a huge Suda Fifty One fan, and and Suda did like a a Snatcher sequel, mm-hmm. kind of like radio drama called Sedatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and there there's uh yeah there's kind of similar DNA, but yeah, and also like I do want to play Death Stranding eventually, and it's just like, at, but at the moment it's like I still have like fifteen Metal Gear games to go yeah, through, yeah. so it'll be a while. You got a lot. Uh, don't sleep on Zone of the Enders either. That is yeah, so someone, underrated. Someone, um, someone gifted me on Steam the they, the second one, and people said that generally the second one is is kind of the good one. I don't know if well I should check out the other ones or not. I think it's worth at least playing one and two. Okay. Um, there, I mean, there's really only three technically. So, and the okay. and the third one is sort of uh, it's it's like a it's a Game Boy Advance like tactical RPG. Like it plays oh, kind of like Fire Emblem in a weird way, okay. you know. Um, but one and two, 
Um, I mean, there is a continuing story there. The the what I recommend doing, and there's a decent amount of stuff out there, but there's uh there's an OVA called Idolo that takes place before the first game. It's really good. Watch that, and it'll sort of set up the first game and add a lot of context to it that makes it way more enjoyable. The first game is kind of mechanically rough. You can tell they were sort of figuring stuff out, and there's there's a joke about this game, actually, that that a lot of Metal Gear fans know, and it's um because when this game came out, they bundled the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo with it. Uh, the joke was that if you bought the MGS2 demo, you got Zone of the Enders for free. Ah, I see. And most people didn't end up playing it for long, but it's actually pretty good. I mean, it's rough, but it's good. But so, so the first game was PS2? Yep, they both were. Okay, and then they ported the second game to Steam. Right. They did actually do an HD collection on, on PS3 and 360. So okay. you can you can get them. You can get one and two that way. Okay, uh, cool. They've got the VR. Yeah. But but yeah, the, the VR version that came out most recently is the best version of the second game to play, bar none. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's just there's just like so many games like this. This has like added like <laughs> like like 30 more games for me to play. It's it's very exciting, but it's also very overwhelming. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. It's, a, it's got, got a nice backlog there. As as a kid, like I loved the original Ape Escape. And now I'm kind of like, I should just play through all three Ape Escapes and then finish it off with Metal Gear. Yeah, so, that's great. I'm just adding. I do have a question. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen, I've, I've been reading the comics, but I haven't seen any of your streams. Are you playing these games in English or Japanese? English. Okay. What made you decide to do it that way? Um, I mean, I, I, my Japanese is middling. It's like intermediate level. And mm, okay. I feel like the English is kind of more iconic anyway, as far as like the voice acting goes. I, I've heard good yeah. things about the Japanese as well, but I hear that. I mean, I just feel that, you know, like David Hayter and everything is it's just such an iconic part of Metal Gear. Yeah, uh, Kojima was was so fond of the English dub for the first game that the integral version of it, which is like a director's cut of sorts. Um, you know, the, the, all the text in the game is in Japanese, but it used the English dub as opposed oh. to the Japanese dub. Yeah, that's interesting. But Integral only came out in Japan, technically. Kind of similar to, um, like, No More Heroes is the same way, where the English is the default, and it only got Japanese dubs after oh, that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, the first game only got a Jap... Wait, the first game got a Japanese dub when it got re-released on... Uh, something and then the third game is now just getting a japanese dub after it's being ported to other uh oh wow consoles so yeah so it's it's kind of that similar vibe where it's those it's those japanese game developers who are so obsessed with you know western yeah culture western movies and stuff that that opinion actually influenced the release of mgs2 it it, it was uh it came out in the u.s first and then mm, came out in japan shortly after oh that's that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. They got the worst version. They got the beta version of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of broken. The original oh. release is full of bugs. Oh, nice. I don't speak very good Japanese at all, and I have tried to learn. Um, but I do recommend the Japanese version of 3, especially. Uh, there's oh, yeah. some great differences in the way that the characters are portrayed. Uh, and I've spoken yeah. about this on the podcast before, but definitely... 
if you understand Japanese, it, it'd be cool to see your experience of playing that. Yeah, sure. No, I definitely I want to check out the the Japanese voices at least a little bit. Um, because yeah, it's it's interesting how how kind of different a vibe you can get based on the language. I've heard similar things about MGS4 and how the Japanese script is far more poetic than the English localization. Mm. So a lot gets sort of lost in translation. Yeah, yeah. And even characters like Raiden, you know, like in 2, just like totally different portrayals, like, you know, tone-wise and delivery, you know. I did not know for the longest time um, that the sort of rapport between Emma and Raiden in MGS2 in the Japanese version is far more flirtatious mm. than it is in the English version, where it seems like Raiden's just kind of annoyed with her. Oh, interesting. I hate to bring this up, but there's a very similar situation like that in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Fan favorite character. In English, his death scene is just very kind of neutral. But in Japan, it's very obvious, like it's very romantic past before he passes away. Oh, man. I think you know what I'm talking about, Apache. Um, the the I was going to mention as well uh, that the storytelling in two is delivered better through the Japanese, from what I understand. Um, with the same voice actor that does the voice of Meryl plays the voice of Olga. Um, oh right, oh, right. Interesting. When Snake like first sees her on the tanker, you can't see her face, but you can hear her, and so the game is telling you that it's Meryl, but it doesn't come through in the English because it's a completely different voice actor. Man, that's the same thing okay. with um with Solid Snake and Solidus as well. Yeah, Akio Otsuka. Am I saying that? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. The, the, the way more obvious for Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing bad. and I mean I'm guessing they don't have like the Russian accents. I I, I wouldn't have thought so. I've, <laughs> I've no, always wondered like, that. Ol- Ol- like, Olga's voice in Japanese is like it's it's extremely girly. Mm-hmm. Oh, this might be a really dumb question, but I have always wondered how accents work in other languages. So is is there like a, a Russian accent you could hear from a Russian speaking Japanese? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as far as like accents from like a foreigner, yeah, it's like I obviously I have an accent because I'm an American speaking Japanese. So I have an accent when I speak Japanese. Um, and but as far as like a Japanese person doing a Russian accent. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. That'd so, be fascinating. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like Japan has accents like in and of itself. Um, different prefectures have different accents, but they're definitely not as uh, intense as like some of the different American accents around the country. So I yeah I don't I don't know that much about like portraying an accent in a language so I'll ha- yeah no i have to look into that but i assume i i don't think they're as big as uh as like giving accents as as they are in english it's not as much of a as, as like a creative concern like it is for for like yeah. american hollywood movies and things like that yeah i th- i think part of it maybe is just the fact that it's like well they're already speaking japanese so it's like mm. they're you know it's kind of you're just supposed to imagine yeah right <laughs> imagine it yeah you definitely pull up like the uh the end of the tanker section and then just to check this <laughs> just be like all right let's see how this is handled yeah yeah no i definitely need to check that out i have just like an unending list of things i want to look into 
have you had a favorite game so far that you've played through? Like, has one like really stood out as like, all right, this is the one that I've really enjoyed? I, or? I feel like I Metal Gear Solid Two is my favorite at the moment. Yes, yes. I think, it, and it's so weird to say, but I think it's uh, like. Metal Gear Solid 3 almost seems more grounded, which sounds like a weird thing to say about a ridiculous game. But I think because Metal Gear Solid 2 is so over the top, it's so ridiculous. And I just love that about it. Just kind of throws everything at you. It's just like, yeah, like vampires and like force field witches and <laughs> president, president <laughs> octopus arm jet boot. They they call vamp because he's bisexual. Well, why don't they yeah. call you that? <laughs> Yeah, and so I think I, as much as I love 3, and I think 3 was better fodder as far as comics go, um, I also, I, I struggle a bit with um, more open-ended games because I get kind of overwhelmed when I have a lot of choices. Um, 2, I beat within a week. Like, I just, I, like, could not put 2 down. I was having so much fun. My streams were, like, way longer and way more frequent because I was just like, no, I just got to keep playing this. You are not alone in thinking that three was more grounded than two a lot of people felt like three was yeah. in many ways a response to how wild two was and yeah. it, two actually got a really negative response when it first came out yeah well i i, I mean i even remember that because it came out when i was i don't know like maybe in middle school or something and i i even remember how like everyone was upset about Raiden and everything but yeah. three i mean three definitely hit me more emotionally i cried like so much at the end of three um and i i mean i freak i love three and they're it's it's just kind of hard to compare them almost because two and three just almost seem like they're just like entirely different games and the way you play them and the way they're kind of laid out but yeah i i think two is is my favorite at the moment i'm looking at your at the list of games you're playing uh and i see that you've got acid marked what are you thinking of that so far yeah it's it's interesting it's i like, I'm not a big fan of tactics games, and I'm also really bad at them. And so it's kind of been interesting playing a game that's stealth and tactics, which are like the two genres I'm the absolute worst at. But it's, I, I, it's been so, it's so weird. Like, it's even weirder than the normal Metal Gear games, because it's just like, yeah. oh, here's some, here's some evil puppets hijacking a plane. Here's your, here's your <laughs> partner. She's a, a, she's a psychic girl. Um. But like the art style is fantastic. And like I've been doing okay with the tactics mechanics because it's like I'm only controlling state or snake. So I can kind of like I get overwhelmed like in something like Fire Emblem when I have to keep track of like eight guys. Yeah. Um I got really frustrated at this one, like I was just at this one level and it's like, you're not even supposed to play the level. You're just like supposed to go up to this wall. So what's his face can be like, oh, you need C4, you got to go. And so I was just like playing this <laughs> level for like an hour trying to figure out what to do. And then finally I looked it up and it's just like, oh, you just were supposed to look at this wall and then leave. So it's been interesting, but I'm, I'm like, it's interesting enough that I want to keep going through it, but it's, it's a little bit of a struggle if it makes you feel any better uh they learned from almost all of their mistakes uh with acid 2 it is far more accessible it's a million times better yeah times better. yeah yeah i've heard acid 2 is really good so i'm looking forward i don't know if i'll finish one or not but i i'm gonna keep giving it um giving it a few more tries to see and then but i'll definitely play two 
It's definitely not an easy like tactics game either. Like I, I have a hard time with it. Like and Nitroids told me too. It's like I, I don't think I'm playing it right. Like I don't know if like am I supposed to shoot <laughs> these guys? Am I supposed to be yeah, stealthy? Yeah, like, that's am I supposed one thing to... is like I feel like the doing stealth in that game is way more hard because yeah. it's like you have to do stealth, but you also have to keep track of your turns and your cards and your numbers and also yeah. the enemy's turns. Yeah. And so it's like you're trying to be stealthy. And then it's like, oh, your turn's over. And now it's their turn and they're going to come around the corner and see you. And it's like, ah. Yeah, so two gives you a lot more leeway to sort of sneak around more easily. Okay. Like you don't limit your movement as much. Yeah, because I kind of just got the point where it's just like, well, I'll kill everybody. Not that I like already <laughs> didn't do that in the other games. But um, yeah, no, but they're really interesting. And also like the artwork is is gorgeous. The artwork and both the music, it's also really good. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, I mean, the best thing to come out of Acid, in my opinion, is the ability to just throw on the the soundtrack of it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's like Metal Gear Solid Two B sides. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could keep going down the list of like our favorite comics. Going back oh my to the God. Vibe thing, it's so I, embarrassing. You guys, are I love like, the just, one like flattering me too much. <laughs> I love the one where they're like, "Oh God, what the fuck?" And it's just Snake, or it's uh, yeah, it's it's Snake, it's Snake with his uh, his alligator cap and a gun. And they're like, "It's a crog with a gun. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> I love that hat so much. That was definitely. I, I wore that hat like as much as possible in the game and everyone was getting mad at me because I, I wore it through the entire like Eva escort mission and the whole time Eva was like, what is your problem? Are you taking anything seriously? Like she was so mad. And then when I fought the boss, the boss was mad at me for wearing it too. Like everyone hates it. Everyone was mad like in, in the universe and in real life. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one thing that puts me off doing like a, a crock cap speed run where you get the crock cap and then you don't take it off for the rest of the run is the Eva section is so much more annoying while you're wearing it. Did it like make her do stuff? Because I mean she was being a jerk, but was she actually like acting? Yeah, when you when you first when you like because you're with her for like two sections that you have to move her, when you first call her, she doesn't move fast enough, so the guards like that are chasing will will catch you and it's like okay. game almost discovered. Um, so you have to do stuff to circumvent that. You have to put book down, and it's just it's just like that one section. If it wasn't for that, I would be doing crop cap runs all the time. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I love that cap too. It's so good. It just like it's like once I got it, I never wanted to take it off. And then just like mixing and matching it with the different outfits. Like there was like the doctor crocodile, and then there was like the military <laughs> crocodile. Doc croc. <laughs> Why have I never done that? Yeah, and except I, I realized he couldn't <laughs> climb ladders when he's wearing the officer uniform though because he just salutes when you try to push the ladder button <laughs> so it just had like officer crocodile he just kept saluting and he wouldn't go anywhere oh my god i like god. the way that when you when you turn with it the the jaws of it like snap it just looks so cool so good it's just like oh it's brilliant i love it so much do you ever see the photos that they did when promoting mgs3 they they actually made not not out of a real crocodile thankfully but they made a they made a full-size, like, crocodile cap that some of the staff wore when promoting the game. Oh, man. No, I haven't seen that. Like, there's uh, there's just so much stuff that I don't know about because, yo, 35 years of stuff that is just all in the archives <laughs> that I need to experience. Oh, you will never run out. Maddie's going to have it in, like, a week watch. That's, <laughs> like, my new hat, guys. We're like, whoa. God, I would love it. I'm going to try and find everywhere. it now. <laughs> I love I love that with that cap you expect to call like Sigint and they'll they'll make fun of you for wearing it and they're all talking about how good of a disguise it is. 
<laughs> I like that. How did, how did circumvent your expectations like that? Yeah, it's really good. This one comic with snake in the river with like the sorrow and he eats the snake and then the snake comes floating back down the river and he's like looking at it like, hmm, Ricky, you don't want to. <laughs> that, like that little eyeball shit. That's <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, the, the sorrow thing was was big because everyone was like kind of like as I was getting to that point because obviously I didn't know what was coming and people Mm -hmm. are like have you been killing a lot of people and I'm like uh maybe and they're like you should try not to kill so many people I'm like (laughs) okay I'll try but then there was like this one part in my stream where like when you're climbing up the mountain and I got like stuck in this little hut and they just kept sending people like they were sending waves and waves of soldiers at me and I just kept killing them all and like there were so many dead soldiers that their bodies started disappearing oh jeez and so we were joking about like on when I got to the sorrow that there'd just be this little hut like full of bodies floating down. But yeah, it's uh <laughs> I, I I think my I think my kill count was like 197, so <laughs> I'm not not so good at the stealth, but I ended up getting crocodile rank, so it was perfect. It all it all made sense in the end. Yeah, it was really funny how that worked out. You got crocodile yeah. rank after wearing the hat throughout the whole game. Yeah. That's the, and that's the reason I got it, of course. It had nothing to do with killing all the people. <laughs> Sorry, I just looking at Snake like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed with this pile of bodies. <laughs> <laughs> they just can't even get down the river because there's so many. <laughs> this seems a little excessive. Yeah, just a little bit. Your uh, doodles, as you call them, have just brought so many people like genuine, real joy. Like, oh, I, I, just... I have. I have sat cracked up, like laughing at my computer screen when I've seen them. Oh, just I mean, that means the world to me. Like that, those are the reactions that keep me drawing more and more. I did the uh, do one thing with the sorrow is that I, since I was playing on an emulator, I didn't have the pressure sensitive controls, so I couldn't. I kept just like slitting guys' throats uh, over guys. and over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like during That'll the sorrow, there are just all these guys like walking in a line with their heads hanging off. And I was like, whoops. <laughs> Apparently, you can get those to work. I have never had any luck with it, but. Yeah, uh, well, I, I've yeah. heard people like they'll assign them to like the triggers instead, which just sounds like a complicated yeah, mess that I don't that. really want to deal with. Like, it's fine. It, 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 it served its purpose for what I needed to do. It's not fine. That sounds like a terrible idea. But yeah, apparently you need like an actual like physical adapter. You can plug in a PS2 controller, or if you get the right drivers, you can get a PS3 controller to work with pressure. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a pain. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I tried. Didn't work. <laughs> I, I just play on like the Xbox exclusively now, and all the buttons are remapped. So. It doesn't have pressure sensitivity, but the buttons are in different places. Oh, so interesting. Can... So how does it work? I've never... I don't have a, a 360 that I can play it on, so... Or wait, yeah, I do, but I don't have the game. So, like, when you, gra- when you grab holding by holding B, um, when, when you, like, grab someone by holding B, you can just hold it down completely and drag them around. Um, oh. And then you press, like, uh, Y to slit the throat. You press, like, R3 to interrogate them. Oh, that's See, why crazy. didn't they just do that in the freaking PS2 that's what version? I keep, saying. I keep saying this to you, and you go, oh, I like pressure sensitivity. I <laughs> like they it suck. for how quaint it is, but I didn't know that there was a good alternative, you know? 
I think the one thing that messed me up a lot, because I think that like your standing, crouching, laying is based on pressure sensitivity. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, on, yeah. On PlayStation, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I so thought I it was kept... like if you held it, then you dropped. It wasn't pressure, but if you like, if you. Yeah, I always thought it was duration. Yeah, I got I got stuck a stuck a lot where I was trying to stand up and he just lie down and I'd just be like, "Stay, stay, <laughs> stop it, stop it, stand up!" And he's just like <laughs> wiggling around on the ground where all these guys are shooting at him. <laughs> I want to sleep now. Yeah, that's the worst when you're stuck in the crawl loop and you're just like just like shifting yeah. directions slightly. Oh upset. god, that was one thing that kept happening during my streams was I, I would get in these loops where the guards would I would like trank a guard and then a guard would wake him up and then I'd trank that guard and I get into the, these like five minute loops where they just keep waking each other up and I was like, stop, stop. Just yeah, stay some, asleep. For some reason, they gave like the guards like invincibility frames when they're doing that one animation for waking up the other guard. So you can't yeah. like trank him while he's doing that. So I can, yeah, I can see oh, how that's that happens. <laughs> yeah, they don't get <laughs> iframes anywhere else, just just during that for some reason. Just during that one crucial time where you really need to take him out. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. It's like when he clicks the button on the radio to say hi, that's that's another iframe there too. <laughs> By the way, check the live chat channel above this, and you can see the and scroll up a little bit. Oh and you my can see goodness! A few of the crocodile oh, it looks pictures. so good. Yeah, Gosh. it's great. That's just I just I just want to be that person. Dreams, <laughs> dreams. I know. I just want a crocodile hat. I was searching Metal Gear Solid Three crocodile photo in Google, and one of your comics came up. Uh -huh. <laughs> I wonder, did, have they ever talked about, like, the inspiration behind the crocodile hat? Wasn't it in a movie, like, a long time ago or something? Yeah, I think so. Oh, God, what was it? Yeah, he talked about this once. It's so brilliant. Yeah, odds are if there's something really, really funny in Metal Gear, it's probably inspired by a movie. Does <laughs> <laughs> the cardboard box have an origin? Oh, uh, wasn't it? I can't remember if it was actually inspired by, uh... Kobo, like a like an Abe novel or not, but mm -hmm. oh shoot, what was it? Blanking stupid beer. Oh, is that that book that um the guy has like the stuff growing out of his skin or whatever, or is that a different one? He's got like the the little like roots growing out of him or something. It's um I haven't read it, but but Kobo Abe wrote a, bu a book called uh, The Box Man. And I think that was where the idea came from, but that's kind of apocryphal. I don't know if that's actually where it came from. I do know that Kojima reads Kobo Abe, but that's like saying that, you know, person reads popular author. I was thinking about a uh, kangaroo notebook. That's that's the one that I was just talking about. But yeah, it's, it's, mm. I think the box man is where that one came from. Yeah, kangaroo notebook's weird. <laughs> yeah, isn't that that was was mentioned in in. Um, Dreaming in an Empty Room, uh, Tim Rogers' article, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. the guy grows radish sprouts like all of a sudden out yeah. of his legs, and then he starts like eating them. It's like, what's happening? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. But, but the gist of, of, of The Box Man is about a guy that uh, like gives up his identity and, puts a, and starts living life with a cardboard box over his head. Oh. <laughs> you should join me in the box. <laughs> 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 that conversation is so uncomfortable. 
I love it in Snake Eater too, when he's just like, "Oh man, this is the best in here." He's like talking to Sigurd. And I don't want to know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I suppose even that dumbass box might make a decent disguise if you wear it inside a building. Oh man, yeah. I feel like the the Sigurd conversations are some of the funniest ones. <laughs> yeah. Like he just the like cannot. One. He like can't hand. Oh my god, that one was just like unbelievable. Sigan's weird like poop dream. Oh yeah, yep. I was just like I did, just like kept going, and I'm like, how is this even a thing? And how is this in this game? Yeah. Why is the game trying to make me feel uncomfortable? But yeah, no, like my I think my favorite one is the one where Snake's trying to like he wants to take his pants off, and like Sigan oh, just geez. like cannot deal with him. <laughs> Like, just like the one normal person in that whole between you and paramedic is everyone but me that is hooked up with a major strange <sighs> there um i don't know if you've seen these but there are uh, a series of joke videos that kojima productions made using mgs3's engine where they basically took the cutscenes and either like remade them with different characters or made different yeah. things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the secret theater. Yeah, have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. I watched those all on stream. No, that's why I made the rock paper scissors comic because of. Uh, oh right, I forgot that was one of them. Oh yeah. my god, I completely forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I watched all of those on stream. Those were fantastic. I just I I, I like talked about this a lot on stream, but there's always something really wonderful when you're playing a game. And you can like feel how much fun the developers had making it. Mm -hmm. And that's always yeah. just like such a good feeling. And I got that like watching all those. I was like, oh, man, these guys are just having the time of their lives. Did you ever uh, see any of the like the Hi, I'm Daisy comics back in the day? Yeah, yeah. I Well, so I uh, back in the day, I was familiar with their like their ace attorney and their persona comics mm -hmm. um and then after playing through like obviously i don't want to go through the comics because the metal gear sure, ones before yeah. i play the games <laughs> um but i've gone through the first and second metal gear comics i don't know how far their comics went just the first three games maybe uh looks i think so um yeah i think so i think they did portable ops as well yeah that was the oh, other okay one. Um, yeah, and I, people, people have obviously been comparing my comics to theirs a lot. Um, I think the most apt was someone was like, oh, these are, these remind me of the Hi, I'm Daisy comics, but not as funny. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, my God, no, that's what I'm Genuinely, I, I, I um, find your stuff a lot funnier. Thank you. But yeah, no, it's like, it's really flattering to be compared to those comics because Hi, I'm Daisy is just kind of like a master of comedy. But then I started getting to a point where it was like after every comic, someone would say like, oh, these remind me of Haim Daisy. I'm like, OK, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> like, please, like, just could you just enjoy these as their own thing? That's the thing. Yeah, they're two completely different, like separate, you know, the, the way that y'all are yeah. going about it and stuff. And yeah. The, the medium, yeah. you know, just the style of the drawing and stuff. I mean, it's it's definitely yeah. different things. Yeah, so that's just that's just kind of what I want people to understand. I would love to see like more of this like collab stuff that you've been doing with like Wes and just other voice actors and like ha you know eventually get like a you know how they did with like Let's Destroy Metal Gear where it was just like all right here's like the full animated thing or like just you know pretty much like a compilation of the comics but in order I guess and then like have them voice that'd be awesome if that came together someday. But that's yeah, kind of no pressure, I mean, Wes. 
<laughs> I mean, people just do it like people just do it on their own or they'll ask me, they're like, can I voice your comic? And I'm like, oh, my God, of course. Yeah. Um, and it's so it's just so exciting when people do that or even people have like been making their own comics, like emulating my style mm. or people have do been doing like fan art and stuff. And it's been really wonderful. But I mean, I think the most the crazy thing is that um, Lori Allen uh, quote tweeted the pa rock paper scissors comic and was like, "Oh, me and David Hayter might be able to like voice this." That's oh awesome. my god! And I was like, "What That's the awesome. heck?" Yeah. And I think because they're doing that, they're doing a signing, like a live autograph signing soon. So I don't know if if they plan to do it during that, but like it's just like being noticed like by the actual voice actors is like so insane. And. Yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just all been like crazy. I'm waiting for somebody to come to you and be like, can I get one of your comics tattooed on me? Like 20% <laughs> chance it's going to be Apache. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely would. Yes, get a little scraggly snake. 100%, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be naked snake. Dude, it would definitely for me be either snake with the alligator cap on or riding on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's awesome that the the community is their you know the response to it has been so positive. It's definitely like yeah, well deserved, I, and I I I've been so overwhelmed because yeah, it's just you know like I said, I just started playing Metal Gear in in like March, and the community has been so welcoming and so nice to me. It's it's just honestly been overwhelming, and I honestly like the the. I've had like a handful of negative experiences, but they've been sure. so few and far between. Um, that i'm just like I, I don't know i'm just so grateful because yeah the community has just been so so welcoming and and kind and responsive it's it's just been really fantastic it's great timing too right now just with like the gap of actual metal gear content that's coming out and so like now we've got like oh cool a new metal gear comic and it's yeah, like this I new was thing kind of yeah, we're that. making our I own like I was like, oh, people must be like really starved for Metal Gear content right now. <laughs> yep. But it, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what's what's happened since because and it's like, you know, since I haven't I just got into the games, I, I hadn't even realized that it's been like, what, like seven or eight years since five. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know if anything has happened since then. Survive. But yeah, yeah. some oh, people right. just disavow that. But. <laughs> That's like the only one because people are always asking, like, they're like, oh, are you going to play this Metal Gear game and this Metal Gear game? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I want to try them all. But Survive is the only one that I'm like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I get it. Are you going to play the Pachinko game? Oh, God. I I would if Pachinko parlors weren't like the scariest thing on the face of the planet. I don't think I could <clears throat> ever go inside a Pachinko parlor. I've heard they're like threateningly loud. Yeah, they're just like, oh, and they're just full of like weird, they just smell like cigarettes and they're just full of like weird Japanese businessmen and they just have this very, this like aura to them that's terrifying. And unless I, unless I have like a few like burly people to come with me, then I might like go into one, but <laughs> yeah, they're weird. So, um, I guess kind of like a, an outro because I know we're coming at time, but were you expecting any of this when you like? popped in the first game and started playing any of this <laughs> no. reaction god not at all i was not expect like i sometimes like my personality i tend to kind of go zero or a hundred with things like they either really click or they don't at all and i was not expecting to fall this hard into metal gear it's kind of taken over my life um <laughs> but it's been like Preach. it's been like 
really good Sound in right. like a positive way though just because of just like the people i've met and and just like i've i've gotten to the point where i've like become more comfortable with myself as an artist because sometimes i struggle with just like you know i just kind of draw funny little squiggles and i'm always looking at other art that's like really beautiful and i'm like oh man you know i want to draw stuff like that but i've kind of accepted myself as you know being a, a humor doodle artist which is which is what i enjoy so it's fine yeah. um and and part of it too is it's like i never i was never like a funny person i was you know in school i was like the smart kid or like the, the artist or like the weird nerd and so like it's kind of helped me uh come into this like accepting myself as like a, as a humor artist and That's yeah awesome. it's just it, it's yeah, it's just like it's just been so it's just been such a good experience and I'm just really grateful for Metal Gear and for all the community for just being so awesome. Yeah, I think we've we've all been sitting here pretty much with like separate windows open, just like scrolling through your comics and smiling constantly <laughs> while we've been recording tonight. So Oh yeah. You've yeah. definitely like yep. you know, sh shown like a very bright light in uh in kind of dark Metal Gear times and we, we all appreciate you. We appreciate your comics. <laughs> And hopefully oh, you keep doing you. it. I, like, I can't wait to just see you keep going through the series. I can't wait till you get around the Ground Zeroes uh, era for personal reasons. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome seeing the stuff blow up, and uh, you're killing it. Yeah, thank you so much. The people that aren't following you already, if you want to, like, plug where people can find you online and watch your streams and follow you. Yeah, for sure. I am uh, Oh That's Raspberry on Twitter and Twitch. And if you go to my Twitter page, there's a pinned tweet that has all my Metal Gear stuff. So if you want to look through that, it's right there. Awesome. And that's Oh That's Raspberry with just an O and no H behind it. So. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you yeah, so much awesome. for having me.